2: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whenever or wherever you're watching or listening. This is the Osmo NHL DFS Strategy Show, and I'm your host, Michael Clifford, a.k.a. Slim Cliffy. Joining me today uh, to just take in the next, uh, to take in this glorious day, talk about this glorious day for the next hour, is our single entry assassin, Mr. Joshua Harris. Josh, how you doing today, buddy?
0: Very good. Nice little early morning. A little tired, a little wired. I'm excited to break down some hockey.
2: Yeah, really excited to break down some hockey. Uh, It is uh, a great day today. We have sports going on all day. Uh, I think it's the best eSports day of the year for any of the eSports fans. We have League of Legends, World Finals, Counter-Strike, Semis, Valorant, French Championships. Just a great eSports day. But we're here to talk about NHL. And before we get too far, I want to talk about how some people did last night. Because apparently some people did very well last night. I did not. I was on the Fade Edmonton train, and the Fade Edmonton train boy, that thing just crashed into the side of a mountain. Um, so I did not do well. I see uh, in our YouTube chat, Chris Warstel, $50 super chat, says, good morning, guys. One cross-check, three-entry max, and second place in the 75K kick save. Thank you, full Edmonton power play, Holtz and Brad, Hamannick, and Soros. Um, we were kind of on New Jersey. We would, you know, obviously, I think we were – I, you, I think you were a little bit more on Edmonton than I was, but we were both on New Jersey and uh, New Jersey definitely uh, came through for him. Uh, so congrats to Chris. Thank you very much for the super chat. That's a huge night. Uh, good for you. Uh, yeah, Josh is going to cheers you. That's a bang energy drink from Josh. He's not he's not slamming beers at <laughs> nine o'clock in the morning. I wouldn't blame him, but uh, he's not doing that just yet um I also saw Jake uh our boss Jake had a had a pretty good night as well and I hear you had a pretty good night Josh so why don't you tell us about that
0: yeah I was on the fade Edmonton trade until the live news on the show yesterday broke. that is not going to be Igor in net so I went back into the think tank I ended up doing full Edmonton one um was a quarter of the ownership of McDavid he had two goals and then I also combined that I had Ehlers who had a goal and the an assist, and then I had uh, Vancouver to Horvat and
2: the Hog- Hoglander.
0: Hoglander scored his first goal of the season. He had his shot bonus. So my defenseman did absolutely nothing, and I had Blackwood, who ended up with an overtime loss. But if he ended up winning, that could have been a good night. It uh, still was 3X, so we take those and run, and hopefully we can have a repeat performance tonight.
2: Yeah, exactly. Anytime you can make uh, some good money – Uh, especially like the nights when your punts and your goalies don't come through, that always feels so bad, right? Like when you, when you nail your stacks and then your 2,900 punt has 1.3 points or something like that. And, you know, if you just pick the right guy, maybe it works out different, but that's DFS. You know, we talk about those razor thin margins at the top. Uh, Josh had a good night. Good for him. I, you know, Chris had a good night. Jake had a good night. Uh, Good night's, Probably not all around. Not everybody can win every night, but good nights uh, in here. Let's have a good day today. Uh, we do have a monster slate uh, on tap today. Um, just want to mention real quick that we are brought to you by Yahoo Fantasy. Yahoo is the sponsor of our show, and we have a really do a really nice giveaway uh, from Yahoo uh, later on. So if you're new to Yahoo, want to get your feet wet uh, in DFS, we do have a nice uh, first-time user uh, giveaway coming up from Yahoo. So stay tuned for that. A little bit later, but we do have a huge 10-game uh, slate today. I think going through this slate last night, I don't want to take too long because we do have a lot of games to get to. The thing that stood out to me uh, initially was that no really monster home goal totals, right? Like I see one Washington uh, 3.4 at home. Everybody, everybody else at home today is at 3.0 or less. That tells me we're going to see some pretty wide open wide open ownership here, Josh. What does a slate like this tell you? Yeah, I mean there's a ton of 5.5. So
0: Vegas is expecting some sludge fests today, but like which, that's good for DFS though. Because if there's like a if it's a 10-game slate and there's like one six and a half or seven, you know there's going to be a ton of ownership there. Ownership should be spread out pretty evenly today. Uh obviously at you know six in the morning or wherever we are and during the day the ownership's not up yet. So Um,
2: we can just take our best guess, but there,
0: outside of Washington. It doesn't seem like there's going to be a very chalky spot tonight.
2: Yeah. It like, and even Washington, I mean, we'll talk about that spot a little bit, uh, could be chalky might not even be necessarily a great spot, but like, we will talk about that. We'll get back. We'll get back to that, uh, in a little bit, uh, before we get moving too much further, if you could give us a like and a subscribe, Uh, So you can keep up with all our DFS shows and giveaways. Uh, The subscription especially um, really helps us and it'll keep uh, you guys, uh, it'll keep the video feed in your guys' YouTube feed and also click that notification button uh, if you wanted to get an alert when we go live because we do have lots of shows going on all day. Today we have NFL and college and MMA and NBA shows going on the rest of the day. I'll, I'll get through those in a little bit, but we are the first show of the day and there's a lot more coming up. Um, So let's get to this first game. Uh, We have Detroit 2.8 implied goal total going into Buffalo. The Sabres have a 2.9 implied goal total. Um, I think the thing that jumps out for me initially from uh, Detroit and Buffalo is that Dylan Larkin's still out. Pius Suter looks like he's going to be taking his spot on the top line uh, with Lucas Lucas Riggs. Lucas Raymond. I'm, okay. I'm going to keep saying Mason Raymond. I say swear. Mason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's in the back of my head. Mason Raymond for the rest of the season. Lucas Raymond and Tyler Batuzzi with Pia Suter on the top line. Now, I kind of like Suter. I think he's best su- better suited for that top line center role than Robbie Fabry is. Uh, fa- I think Fabry is better off as a winger. Um, so that does give me a little bit of interest on Detroit. Um, Buffalo – Not looking as good of late as they did through their first three or four games of the season, but still not looking very terribly. And it kind of looks like a decent matchup for both sides. I mean, let's face it, uh, the Detroit Red Wings have a higher implied goal total today than the Boston Bruins do. So uh, we can't just skip over them. What do you like about this game, Josh?
0: Yeah, I mean, (sighs) you saw the Boston Bruins just roll through Detroit the other night, but the Sabres aren't. Boston so really like I wish Victor Olsen was going to be back because then I'd, I'd really like that Olsen-Tage Thompson combo you know Skinner up there is okay but I'm not super enthusiastic on a huge slate playing you know Buffalo without their best player I actually don't mind that top line for Detroit Pia Suter, Lucas Raymond Bertuzzi you know Pia Suter is not Dylan Larkin but he's better than Fabry especially in that role. So, uh, you know, Buffalo's not a world-beater defensively. They're probably going to end up, you know, in the bottom half of the league when the season's over. So Dustin Tokarski is probably going to start as well. We don't know. I mean, that's what's in the lineup builder. Look for uh, the morning skates. But, like, even, you know, Buffalo goaltending has not been great. I think you can use some of this Detroit top line today. Uh, there's no matchup that's going to scare you away. It's just, you know, getting comfortable playing Detroit on the road without Larkin on a 10 game slate in a, in a GPP, like actually clicking them in, maybe the hardest part of playing them. So, but, you know, I, I like it. Their prices are pretty good. You know, Bertuzzi was up into the mid sevens for a while there. He's down to 5,700. Probably his price came down because they had a Canadian road trip and he wasn't allowed to play. So, you know, maybe that ends up being a good thing for. DFS purposes when he's back in the States, Lucas Raymond under 5k Pia Suter only 3,600. So pretty comfortable getting them in price wise, pretty decent matchup. Someone's got to score in this game. Uh, so Detroit one for me.
2: Yeah. I think I'm on the other side here with Buffalo one. Um, I do like both top lines and yeah, I'm with you. I like Pia Suter. Um, I think he's a better like two way center than Fabry is. And that makes him better suited for that top line role. Um, I just, you know, like I said, Buffalo still hasn't looked terrible. That top-line matchup, I think, isn't a great matchup. Um, and, you know, even that Bjork Oposo, or, uh, or Gergensons and all those guys, those guys have been good defensively this year as well. So what's drawing me to Buffalo? Uh, Skinner, Thompson, Asplund, top-line. Not super expensive, about 14K on DraftKings. But on top of that, Detroit's one of the most penalized teams in the NHL. I think they're like sixth or seventh by most penalties taken. Not that Buffalo. You know, I'm not running out to play the Buffalo power play here today. Um, but, you know, if they're going to get four or five power plays, the prices has come down, right? Like Tase Thompson was like in the 6k range at one point, which come on, man. Uh, you know, Jeff Skinner's come down by like about $1,000. Uh, I don't mind that Buffalo top lines and perfectly correlated on the power play, especially where they could get four or five opportunities here tonight. I don't mind them. So, you know, 20 lineups, 150 lineups, absolutely get your Buffalo in there. If you're playing one to three, probably not the, you know, I don't think you ever have to play the Buffalo slate, Sabres in a one to three lineups on a slate this big, but um, just somebody to keep, in, just a line to keep in mind, I think. On the blue line. Moritz Cedar obviously has been playing a lot of minutes lately. Not, you know, not monster. Uh, he does have good peripherals, not monster peripherals, but good peripherals. I kind of like Cedar. Anybody else sticking out on the under the blue line besides Correlating?
0: Yeah, I like pronick and I see a couple people in chat saying that Bertuzzi may not be able to play in Buffalo because of their restrictions. I, I don't know anything about that. If that's the case, he may be out. But I guess there'll be news about that, but Phil Pranik, I like as a one-off 3,100, he's been playing a more defensive role. So shot blocking there. If you're using Buffalo one, you know, Colin Miller, Rasmus Stalin, but punting wise, there's not really much for me there.
2: Yeah. I haven't seen anything about uh Tyler Bertuzzi. Um, I, I assume he's still allowed to play. Like I, mean, I think they played the Rangers earlier. I don't know why he, Maybe it's different counties in New York would have different rules. Well, I don't know. I, know.
0: I know in New York, at least in the boroughs with like the Kyrie Irving stuff, like he couldn't play home games, but like a visitor who's unvaccinated could play. So I think Bertuzzi can play. I'll check on that and tweet about it or something. But
2: yeah, I mean, we'll definitely find out, you know, in an hour or two when warm, when lineups, um, morning skates come. We just don't know at this moment. Uh, in time when we're doing this show, but we do have to move it along. We, let's get to this next game. Boston 2.7 implied goal total going into Toronto. The Leafs have a 3.0 implied goal total. Now, I only see 2.7 implied, goal to, implied goals for this game, but I do see two teams that can probably put up five goals on each other on any given night. Um, I think there might be some stuff to like on both sides, but I think people might be reticent to actually play players out of this game because of how tough the matchups is on both sides. So what do you think about this game, Josh?
0: Yeah, this is a tough matchup for Toronto. Um, you know, going to that Bergeron online is not ideal. If this was a shorter slate, I'd be like, yeah, let's, you know, let's play Matthews, but 8,900 going into Bergeron. I know they're at home and he's on the top power play, but like their their power plays look good, but they're just not scoring. If they were, you know, Boston was taking some penalties and their their power play was clicking. I'd say, yeah, well, it's loading some Matthews here. You probably get him lower on than you normally would on a any type of slate. But, you know, this is a tough matchup. I think I would lean on the top lines here to uh, Boston one here a little bit. Yeah. Like Matthews has great offensive numbers and pretty solid defensive numbers, but you know, if I had to pick a top line, I think it would be Boston one. Not that I'm like itching to play either of these top lines tonight. It's just, uh, if I had to pick one to be uh, Boston one, I'm probably going to be well under the field. If I was MMEing on both these top lines where I'm looking is Boston two here, uh, hall Coyle Smith, Smith's price keeps going down um they are uh 12,000 the full stack they're going to get to devaris kerfoot marner matchup um you know that line has actually been pretty good i mean like when they got put together marner's numbers without matthews you know were atrocious he's he's kind of rebound a little bit but you know like 7100 for mitch marner for like it, in this matchup, is not something I want to do. Tavares sixty six hundred, like the the price on Boston two here is what's driving me to this this play here. Uh, you get Coyle and Smith power play two. You get Hall power play one. So really, like out of this game, like Boston two for me. If you want to mix in some Toronto top six in your MME builds, I think that's okay. But for me, I'm going to be light on on Toronto.
2: Yeah. Like you, like you mentioned the Toronto top line generating a ton of offense. Um, I do kind of like, I'm on the opposite side of you. I do kind of like that Toronto second line. I get you, trust me. I get what you are saying with 7,100 Marner and he's not a guy I would want off. Like I was actually looking at his shot rate, like his shot rates one of the lowest on the team for amongst the forwards. So like if you're playing Marner, you're absolutely playing him in a stack. You're not playing him by himself. Um, but the thing is, is that Boston two plays at a high event. So like they are good offensively and I, you know, I wouldn't mind playing them, but they are giving up some shots at the other end of the ice. And that's kind of where I like Toronto two coming in. Um, I'm not like, I'm not going to be heavy on them. I might, you know, 20 lineups tonight. I might have them in two out of two out of 20 or something like that. Um, You won't have to play a lot of them because I don't think there's going to be super heavy ownership on Toronto two here tonight, but you know, they do have, you know, reasonably good numbers and a, and a decent sample, 57% uh, shot share, 69% expected goal share in 50 minutes. So do like Toronto too, but I, I think we're kind of on the same coin here. It's the second lines that we're looking towards in this game, as opposed to the top lines. Uh, on the blue line, we don't normally go for Toronto defensemen, and I don't know why tonight would be any different. Um, Brandon Carlo is a guy I'm writing up for the Power plays article later today, 2,500. I think he's a real threat for the shot bonus if, if Toronto can get some shots off tonight. Anybody else you like in this game?
0: Yeah. I mean, Carlo gets his minutes at 2,500. You always got to consider those guys. Um, that's really about it outside of correlating. Like, Muzzin's back over 4K. So uh, it's really, I'm looking elsewhere for
2: defensemen today. Yeah. Like, I if you're, if you have a Toronto lineup and you want to just like straight punt with like a Brody or a Sandin or something like that, I'm not going to say that's stupid because you know those guys can get there fairly easily but i'm not targeting any toronto defenseman today let's just say that um get access to all the great osmo plus tools and content for nearly every dfs sport out there with an osmo plus weekly pass for 29.95 that includes full access to all the premium content and tools on osmo.com including player projections ownership projections our discord lineup builder and a whole lot more if you're a new user of Osmo Plus Platinum, then you can take advantage of the promo code we have for this show, which is NHL Strategy Show, all caps, all one word, that's NHL Strategy Show for 25% off your first week of Osmo Plus Platinum. You can find the link to activate this coupon in the description of the video below. And of course, if you're only looking to play NHL DFS, then you can sign up for one of our Osmo Plus NHL packages for as low as $395 a week. Stop guessing, start winning. Join Osmo Plus today. Remember, if you want to join, that's NHL Strategy Show, uh, all caps, all one word to get 25% off your first week of Osmo Plus Platinum. And if you want to check out what we have on the site uh, before investing any of your hard earned dollars with us, we do have some free premium content and data up on the site as we do on most days. Today, we have NFL ownership projections. We have NBA player projections. We have our NHL top stacks. Uh, And we have our MMA pro plays. So NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, whatever you're playing today, we have you covered. So check out some of the stuff we have for free. I think you'll like what we have to offer and you'll want to subscribe with us for long after that. All right. Next game, Vegas, 2.8 implied goal total going into Montreal. The Montreal Canadiens also have a 2.8 implied goal total. Uh, Jack Eichel, not expected to suit up for the Golden Knights in this one. Um, But they did make that big trade. I think it's worth mentioning that trade, right? Because missing Stone, missing Pacioretty, missing Carlson, missing White Cloud, you're missing all those guys. Not that Peyton Krebs is great, but he was probably one of their four best wingers with all those injuries. And they traded him. So it's it leaves them even weaker uh, until Eichel gets back. I think that's just the one thing I wanted to mention here. Um, I'm going to write up Brendan Gallagher for my Power Plays article, so I think he's a guy to uh, to keep in mind and his line. But I want to get your thoughts on this, on this game, Josh.
0: Yeah, when I initially saw this game, despite the total, I think there's going to be ownership on Montreal tonight just because uh, people have been stacking against Vegas with all those injuries. And they're not super expensive, right? The top line is, you know, like 14.8. The second line is 12.9. So this is going to be a pretty good filler spot, I think, for people trying to jam in some expensive lines. And I think the most popular one is going to be Tavoli Suzuki, Gallagher. And, you know, that's fine. Like, as long as their ownership's in check, like, it's a 10-game slate. So I'd say, like, I'd be comfortable playing them up to like nine to 11%. If it's like we get our first ownership run and they're like 17, 18%, I probably have some pause and consider going down to Dvorak, Hoffman, Anderson. I'm going to consider Dvorak, Hoffman, Anderson anyway. Uh, There isn't, you know, a defensive line on the Vegas golden Knights right now that, you know, is going to scare me off playing these guys. Um, you know, I don't know how heavy I'm going to be on Montreal. It depends on my builds. I, ha- I obviously haven't started, you know, messing around with building lineups yet. But, you know, if I can get a Suzuki to fully Gallagher uh, lineup in comfortably, that's not going to be super chalky. I'm going to do it. Um, if not, I'm to, I'll dip down to the second line. On the Vegas side, I don't know if I'm going to full stack anything. You know, Jake Allen's looked pretty good recently. Goalies are streaky with a, a – <clears throat> that kind of stuff. But Montreal is still not a great defensive team. So I think, you know, you can take a couple two-mans here. I actually don't mind stevenson Dadanoff two-man, uh, for some power play. So, you know, if you want to one-off of Marcia So, that's
2: fine. But for me on the Vegas side, where I'm going to concentrate is stevenson Dadanoff. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned them because we don't have a big sample – like, you know, Vegas has been moving their lines around, players have been injured and all that, but 50 minutes together, you know, 54% shot share, generating 70 shot attempts per 60 minutes, like, Stevenson, he's looked like a pretty good center wherever he's played in that lineup since coming over from Washington, it hasn't been just with Stone and ready. so I do like that Stevenson to don off too, man, coming in fairly cheap, Um, they're not going to see that Suzuki, I don't think they're going to see much of that Suzuki to Foley line, so, you know, you're hopefully going to see a little bit more of that second line from Montreal. And, you know, that defense is just still so beat up. Like, you know, maybe they can put put out a decent top pair of like Petrie and Kulak. But once you get past that, man, they're just hurting. So I do like that Stevenson, to two man from Vegas. Uh, I'm going to be writing up Montreal one for the power plays article. It's just, you know, they, their numbers have looked good together. Suzuki and Topoli were good together last year. Um, I do think they're kind of starting to figure it out, so I do like Montreal one, the Suzuki line. I do like uh Stevenson to Donoff two man in this game as well. Um, one thing on the staying with the Montreal side, Josh Anderson, man, like his price isn't coming up, and he's been doing fairly well this year. Like, he's leading Montreal in shot rate this year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, You know, it's not something that's gone down, you know, through the first 10 games. Maybe it will eventually, but he's also leading them in 5-on-5 ice time per game. Like, they're using Josh Anderson quite a bit. So, uh, I like Josh Anderson as a one-off a fair bit here tonight. Like, I imagine they're going to be popular, but 3,900 one-off. Those are the guys I look for. Uh, So, Stevenson, Dodonoff, uh, Montreal top line, maybe some one-off Anderson. That's what I'm looking for for uh, some forwards here. Uh, on the blue line, I think they, I was going to say they, she adored, So it's Shay theodore uh, at six K makes some sense to me. I know you're a big a Mart stand, so I'll, I'll let the Alec Martinez talking to you.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm a big a Mart stand. Like it took me a while to get there after he scored the, the Stanley cup clinching goal against the Rangers in 2014, but. 5,200 for what he does sign me up. On the Montreal side, you know, if you're playing Montreal 1, I think Petrie's price is is pretty fair. I mean, his numbers, offensive numbers kind of like, you know, looked like he jumped out of an airplane this season compared to last season. I don't, I'm not sure what's happening there. I guess, you know, it's still early in the season. It's a pretty small sample. So 4,600, fair price. Uh, Kulak, if you need a mid-price punt, I think you could do worse than him.
2: Yeah, don't mind that. Uh, I was thinking about the goalies in this game, but I don't, you know, 7,800 Leonard, 7,600 Allen, like those just seem like correlate if, you, if you're if you playing either side, but I'm not chasing either goalie.
0: Yeah, if Leonard was cheaper because he's on the road, I figured I was hoping to get him around 7,200, 7,800. I'm probably going to be out. Jake Allen interests me a bit more because he's home at 7,600, but I think I'm going to stick to
2: correlating as well. Yep, I uh, agree with that. All right, let's move along. Minnesota, 2.8 implied goal total going into Pittsburgh. The Penguins have a 2.9 implied goal total. Now, um, obviously, the Penguins still going through their injuries. <laughs> they thought they were getting Sidney Crosby back, and then Sidney Crosby got COVID, so he's out. Obviously, they're still without Malkin and Brian Russ, so that's half their top six. Uh, still out of the lineup, but they did, and, you know, Brian Dumoulin gone, Marcus Pedersen gone, that's half of their top four defensemen gone. You know, that's half of the top of their lineup still out of the but they're still playing well. <laughs> Just the craziest part out of all of this. Um, Minnesota, you know, I I kind of like they broke up the Kaprizov in 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 you know Zuccarello and Ericksonek line after Zuccarello got hurt. Uh, but I kind of like Felino on that top line. He's looked well with Fiala. I I think there's some stuff on both sides. Josh, what do you like here? Yeah.
0: Um yeah, I'm excited. Yeah,
2: yeah. Super <laughs> excited about the Pittsburgh Penguins, baby. Yeah. Woo.
0: Uh, I like Pittsburgh top line here. They're gonna avoid Eric Snack, Felino. Gonna get uh Freddie Gaudreau. who like Freddie Gaudreau? like name value is like not not there, but like he's actually pretty good. Like I, I would suggest you watch some Freddie Gaudreau highlights. No, I, I don't know if he has a highlight tape on YouTube, but why it's, you just a lot
2: of, it's just a lot of real good back checking. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you like dudes slamming into other dudes, watch some Freddie Gaudreau on YouTube. No, but uh Carter Top Line, Pittsburgh Top Line, I like, you know, Carter Gensel, PowerPoint one. They're not super, they're not super expensive. Danton Hyden, three thousand five hundred. I like him up there. Um, you know, I'm not super, I don't think I'm going to be like, yeah, let's go play Pittsburgh with all these injuries. But like, if you're making, you know, over 10 lineups to 20 to 150, the more I have, the more lineups I'm making tonight, the more likely I'm going to have some Pittsburgh in my mix, both top, both the first and the second line. I don't know if they're going to be a primary focus for me tonight, but, you know, there is some stuff to like there. And I I honestly, I do like that, that Minnesota second line, Freddie Gaudreau, Kirill Kaprazov, Ryan Hartman, um, you know, Freddie Gaudreau power play one 3,800 is fine. You know, it helps fit in the 7,600 Kaprazov if you want to if you want to spend up for that. Um, you know, if you want to use that top line, that's fine. Like Teddy Bluger, that line with, you know, Zach Aston Reese, like Zach Aston Reese, very, very good two-way winger. Um, you know, they're getting close to being one of those those lines where it's like I don't know if I want to go into that, but like they're not they're not there yet. And I think you can have some Minnesota one in your mix. They're not going to be a primary focus. I think for this game, for me, I'm going to look to Minnesota
2: two, and I do like Pittsburgh top six. Yeah, I'm really glad you mentioned Minnesota two because that's where I'm leaning in this game as well. Because I like I I think the Blueger line is getting to the point where I don't want to play top lines. Yeah. Like going into Pittsburgh, like it is getting scary uh, facing that line. And I, I got to assume Eric Sinek and Fiala are going to see that matchup, right? And that's going to leave Freddie Godro and Caprazoff and company against Pittsburgh's top line. And like, for as good as Carter has been, for some reason, he just hasn't mixed well with Jake Gensel, right? Yeah. Like, whether it's been earlier this season, I think they played a little bit last year um, or recently, like they just haven't played well together. Sub 50% uh, shot share, sub 50%. Uh, expected goals here if i'm not mistaken so um like you're right freddie Godro, i think it's a good player to have cappers off with um both playing
1: seeing is believing and you're not going to believe how bright and vivid the colors are on the samsung neo qled and oled tvs powered by the neural quantum processor because this is an audio ad unless you can see it which means you already have one nice samsung more wow than ever No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus
2: terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, The power play together. I really do like that line from Minnesota. I think you can leave Hartman off, but I also think it's perfectly fine to leave Hartman off and just go with that three, with that three man. Or if you want to go, you know, like Godro and Capra's off and then add in, you know, Jared Spurgeon for some additional power play exposure. I think that's where I'm leaning uh, on the Minnesota side on the Pittsburgh side. I think it's, a case where I don't really like the top line, as I mentioned, I'm probably going to go to the second line. Uh, as I just, yeah, as you mentioned earlier, um, Eric, Eric, Aaron, Evan Rodriguez had been playing fairly well this year. Uh, that second line has looked decent, like Erod and Kasperi Kapanen have played well together. Um, I think it's a real, it's a tough matchup going into that Minnesota second line. Um, but I think that kind of goes both ways. I think it's kind of a little bit of a tough matchup for both sides. So their um, second line or top or even top line, um, whatever they get or even third line. Like let's face it. Like there's not really an easy matchup for Minnesota anywhere in the top line. All oh, their entire top nine is good defensively. So like, I'm not probably going to be rushing out to play Pittsburgh tonight. It's going to be more Minnesota two for me um, on the blue line. It's really interesting what to do here because Chris Letang is back, but um, we're not big Chris Latang fans here. Um, Matt Dumba has really good peripheral numbers so far this year, but Jared Spurgeon is the guy running the top power play unit. How are you handling these defensemen, Josh? Yeah, I, you know,
0: I never went off Letang. I keep Latang only in power play stacks or a stack in Pittsburgh. Mike Matheson is someone I'd one off at 3,400 um, Minnesota side. I, I, I like Dumbo, but 6,200 is a little too much for me. I'd rather save the 1300 and get the PowerPoint correlation with Spurgeon.
2: Yep. All right. Good enough. Let's, Talk about Yahoo Fantasy for a second. We have partnered with Yahoo Fantasy this NHL season and bring you some great offers. Check out our exclusive limited time offer, which gets you one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. To qualify, you need to be new to Yahoo. Sign up for an account via the link below. Deposit and play. That's it. Yahoo will send us your name after you play in your first paid contest and we will reach out via email with your coupon. If you need immediate access, email, email not Emil. Email support at Osmo.com and we'll get you set up. You can also claim a free $10 below, which can be used to enter any Yahoo contest. Make sure to use our DFS tools and projections designed specifically for Yahoo to give yourself the best shot at winning big. Uh, If you want to dip your toes into DFS and you don't want to spend a ton of money to do it and you don't want to play against some sharks, you want to sharpen your process, you want to get used to hockey, whatever it is, cannot recommend enough playing over on Yahoo. A little bit smaller prize pools, which is fine, uh, considering you should probably play a little bit of softer competition, and it'll just help you sharpen your skills for when you want to move on to bigger prize pools. All right. Next game, Philly, 2.7 implied goal total going into Washington. The Caps have a 3.4 implied goal total. I think the big news for the Caps here is Anthony Manta is out. He had shoulder surgery. Manta and Verana traded for each other, and then both of them are going to miss significant time for shoulder surgery. Hockey so weird, man. Um, Washington has the highest implied goal total, I think on the entire slate, certainly at home today. Um, that tells us they're probably going to carry some significant ownership. Tells me Ovechkin's probably going to carry some significant ownership here tonight. Uh, but Philly not really slouches in the scoring department themselves. So I think, you know, 2.7 total, maybe they get a little bit overlooked. What do you like here, Josh?
0: Yeah, I, I don't know what they're outside of the top line. I don't know what their lines are going to look like, but I would imagine whoever Lars Eller is with going to get the Katoria matchup. So at least, you know, Ovechkin Kuznetsov are going to avoid them. I would assume if you think differently, you know, okay, you're, you're agreeing. So, you know, hopefully the Kuznetsov Ovechkins of the world are going to get the Broussards of the world. And if that's the case, you know, I, you know, Washington one's definitely in play for me uh they're probably going to be very chalky so you know you're going to have to make a decision on them in gpps like in my if i'm making i'm a one lineup guy i'm probably going to fade them just because i always fade them but you're going to have to make a decision if they're coming in you know 20 on a 10 game what are you going to do you know you you can get a little bit different here you can you know leave off wilson add in a connor sheary you know, leave off Wilson, add in Carlson, leave on Wilson, add Carlson. Like there, there's ways to get different on the power play with power play stacks. Um, but, you know, in 20 to 150, it's. I think this is one of those spots, like if they're going to come in chalky that you need to make a choice, whether to be well over the field or well under the field, being at the field with a 25% Alex Ovechkin doesn't really help you at all so well over well under if you're mme one lineup you're going to have to make a decision whether to fade the chalk or eat the chalk and for me i'm going to fade the chalk um on the flyer side like yeah they're going to get the lars eller matchup but like that top line is fully correlated on the power play you know washington hasn't been terrible defensively this year but it doesn't matter to me. Like that line isn't super expensive right now. Fully correlated on the power play. I want a piece of that. Um, If you want to dip down to that second line, I guess that's okay. But like we mentioned yesterday or the last time they played, Kuznetsov Ovechkin has not looked awful this season. So i probably stick to Flyers one here. And on the Washington side, it's going to be Washington one with some Washington
2: power play. Yeah, I really do like Washington one, but I share your concern with the ownership. 3.4 total at home. Uh, by far the highest total for any home team. Like they're going to carry a lot of ownership. Like, um, so maybe you do have to get unique a little bit with your with your stacks. What I wonder is what happens to that second power play unit now that Mantha is out? Is, is does Connor McMichael take that, take some power play time? Because, you know, if I can get away with like, because Alice Ovechkin and John Carlson are probably going to play the entire power play. So you could do something like Ovechkin, Carlson, McMichael, if McMichael was going to jump onto the second power play unit. You know what I mean? And then you're looking at, you know, top of my head, maybe like a 18K stack. And then it's something a lot more reasonable and definitely a trio that very few people will have. So it's something to keep in mind. I'm going to be looking uh, for their morning skates to see if we can get any power play. Um, update because who takes Mantha's role could be fairly important here, but I do like Washington one a lot. I will say I do like the, the Philly third line here, uh, quite a bit. Um, I think they do see some third and fourth line matchups. I know Nick Dowd technically isn't a great matchup, um, but I do see, I think they see some third, th- third line, especially matchups, uh, from Washington and that third line, uh, for. Philadelphia has been solid enough this year. If they've been weak defensively, um, they've still been very, very solid offensively. So Lindblom, Lawton, and Van like some two-mans out of that. I don't mind for Philly, but Washington one is definitely my focus in this game. On the blue line, uh, Rasmus Ristolainen is a guy that stands out because he's getting second power play minutes um and he's a guy that will want to block any any shot heading his way so Risto stands out besides correlating anything stand out to you Josh Yeah
0: Risto price keeps dipping too he's down to 3300 he was like 5800 not even a week ago So yeah Risto and Sanheim are fine Caps defenseman I don't really use too much I mean obviously Carlson, if you're correlating but other than that I'm going to look elsewhere
2: All right um, let's look to our next game then. Colorado 3.2 implied goal total going into Columbus. The Jackets have a 2.5 implied goal total. Lots of news for Colorado here. Miko Rantanen back on the top line with Landeskog and McKinnon. Uh, Andre Burkowski back. He looks to be lining up on the second line with Nazem Kadri and Devin Taves back. Hasn't played yet this year, but it looks like he's going to be back. Kill McCar still out, but Taves, Gerard, and Byram all in the lineup. That defense uh, really starting to take shape. Take shape. Colorado, 3.2 implied goal total, probably going to get some ownership here tonight. Um, but, you know, Columbus kind of struggling. No, you know, they're going through their own injuries right now. You know, Patrick Line out four to six weeks as well. Uh, two rookies on the quote-unquote top line for Columbus with Yegor Chinnikov and Colt Sillinger playing with Jack, Jakub Voracek. Um, might be some stuff to like all over the place for Colorado here, Josh.
0: Is it Corpisado Death Train? All aboard. Choo, choo. No. Oh, God. <laughs> we are on Colorado. Well, I'm on Colorado. Um <laughs> listen, like they're going to be very chalky as well. Colorado one. I'd rather play Colorado one than Washington one tonight. Just it's just a personal preference thing. But you know, again, they're gonna be super chalky. I think you got to be aware of what you're doing. Um I do really like that Colorado second line as well. Like I know Logan O'Connor is just kind of there, but like Kadri Burakovsky together, uh, they're going to be way lower owned than Colorado one in this matchup. Um, It's a high total for them. If you want to get away from the chalk, you just start going down the lineup. And Kadri Burakovsky two man is ninety two hundred for the two of them. They're going to see nothing special on the Columbus side who have been struggling. So I think you can go there. Obviously, I love. Colorado one, but Colorado two is a way to get a little bit different here tonight. Um, You know, I'm glad I don't have to consider playing JT confer, but if you do want to get a little bit different with Colorado one, you can add him in because he's still on the top power play.
2: Before the show, Josh is telling me about how excited he was that he wouldn't have to play JT Comfort tonight, and then here we are. Well, if you want to, you can throw some JT Comfort. Oh, I'm
0: gonna I'm going to get off the show and immediately
2: just call my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I do like Colorado 1 a lot here tonight. Nazim Kadri is going to be in my write-up for the Power Plays article because I think, you know, that general line is going to see a lot of Colorado 1, and then you know, after Jenner and company are off the ice, there's just nothing that can stop Colorado. And burkoski and Kadri, uh, you know, usually have some good uh, offensive numbers together. So Kadri and Burkowski really like them as a two-man, especially, you know, I don't know how much power play time they're going to get now that Rantanen is back, um, but they do get some secondary power play minutes. Um, Colorado's power play is one thing I want to talk about. They're fourth by power play opportunities per game now columbus doesn't take a lot of penalties mid-pack uh this year bottom of the league last year you know something to keep in mind that the power the second power play units become more viable the more power plays a team has uh so if you think colorado can get four or five power plays here tonight that second power play unit not a bad deal uh i'm out on columbus um there's just nothing I want. Like you know, we always say if you want to one off York Strand, that's fine. Um, he's one of our favorite one offs, but uh, nothing from Columbus for me. On the blue line, I'm really interested to see that Colorado ownership because you have Devin Tays coming back at 4,500 in No Man's Land. Bowen Byram is cheaper than him running the top power play unit. Then you have Sam Gerard all the way down at 2,900. Should be some interesting uh, ownership. Here, I as you know, I like Gavrikoff again as a, as a block bonus threat. What do you like for the Josh?
0: Yeah, I'm interested to see. Like, man, Byram's gonna be a chalk fest tonight because of the game he had. But I'm kind of interested in Taze. Like, I wish it wasn't his first game back, but 4,500. I'd rather, you know, if you're gonna use Colorado 2, uh, I Taze and Gerard are definitely in play for me. Taze, you know, if he's slotting in with Gerard on the top top pair I would assume he's going to see at least 20 minutes so I like that bone Byram if you're you're doing uh, Colorado one stacks but I think Gerard is viable as well just don't play Jack Johnson
2: yeah just don't play Jack Johnson is generally good advice uh, when you're playing DFS uh, odd shopper is changing the way you approach sports betting shopping to find the best line available is always important but odd shopper allows you to find your best bet in 30 seconds or less through its powerful filtering mechanism, OddShopper quickly delivers bets that you want to make right at your fingertips. Click the link in the description of this video and head on over to Odd Shopper and check out its innovative e-commerce inspired platform right now. There are hundreds of bets available to make from all updated in real time. And even better, OddShopper now has expected win percentage and return on investment included for our NFL and NBA player props, which are derived straight from Osmos DFS projections. So you can find the best edges betting player props when using these uh, Osmo DFS projections. It's 100% free with no sign-up required. There's no reason not to at least give it a look. So get so check it out uh, and start making better bets today. That's Odd Shopper over at Osmo. All right, let's get to this next game. New York Islanders two, 2.8 implied goal total going into Winnipeg. The Jets also have a 2.8 implied goal total. Uh, Winnipeg played last night. Um, one five one, I think it was. Uh, looked pretty good actually. Like, I'm gonna say, Winnipeg for the first time in a while, it looks like they have three lines that can actually play. Uh, what you think of Blake Wheeler aside, you know, Mark Shifley still constitutes a line. Um, Islanders though look pretty good coming out of their little break. Uh, what do you think about this game, Josh?
0: Yeah, um, back to back for the Jets, Hellebuck probably still out, so I. Like, Comrie going back to back or they're going to have their third goalie going i'm not really sure that's news that you need to you know stay tuned with um i like i under second line again you know we we missed on that you know nelson had four games now their ownership's probably going to come up which is a, a you know a little tear coming down but it's okay you still can go back to them um villier Palmieri, top power play here brock nelson second power play That top line, like, it's just the price is a little still a little bit too high. Josh Bailey on the right wing, you know, doesn't really do too much for me. If you want to, you know, do a power play stack, I think that's fine. But for me, I'm going to concentrate on Islanders' second line here and the third line. I don't mind, you know, J.G. Pajot, Wallstrom, two men. Um,
2: Bless you, dogs. They're all sneezing at the same time. That's really weird. Wait, Um, so does that mean they're on Islanders too? Is that what that means? Dog sneezing. Got to be Islanders, too, right?
0: Dobby, the free elf, was sneezing. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, Uh, there we are. Islanders, too.
0: Yeah. And on the Winnipeg side, like, I don't know. This is kind of a tough matchup. Islanders haven't been great defensively so far this season, but back-to-back, 10-game slate. I don't know. Maybe have some... Pierre Dubois, Kyle Connor, but it's just, you know, they're expensive. That second line is probably the line I'd full stack, but on a 10-gamer, I'm probably going to
2: be pretty light on the Jets tonight. So I agree with you. I like the Islanders here tonight. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go to Lee and Barzal, and this is why, is yesterday in the Winnipeg game, Winnipeg was still sending out Shifley and Wheeler Against the top line, against you know Kane and Kubalik, uh, so that tells me that when it, that Shifley and Wheeler are going to see Lee and Beauvillier in this game, and that's the matchup I want going into Winnipeg. And with you know, we're assuming right now Connor Hellebuck is probably still going to be out. He missed one game because of the birth of his uh, son, missed the next game because he was sick. Um, so I'm assuming he hasn't gotten better in the last 24 hours and will still be out. So it'll be back to back Eric for Eric Connery or the third string AHL goalie. So yeah, I do like, uh, they're super expensive, but I like Lee and, and Barzal as a two man throw him in with Dobson. Uh, yeah, now we're cooking. I do like a little bit of Islanders one don't need a lot of them to get different here tonight. All right. Moving along to our very next game, New York Rangers, uh, 2.6 implied goal total going into Calgary. The flames have a 3.0 implied goal total. Rangers played last night. Um, look to be in very firm control against Edmonton. And then, you know, Edmonton has Connor McDavid and Leon dry and McDavid scored one of the greatest goals I've honestly ever seen in the NHL. Just unbelievable stuff like me and you were on the ice for the Rangers. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Like just skating through four players from a complete standstill, just bonkers stuff. Um, What do you think about this game, Josh? Um, I know you're the the resident Rangers fan, so I'll let you take this one away. Oh,
0: man. Mika Zivandajan looked good last night. (laughs) Uh, It's Igor night, my friends. We missed it last night. It is here. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, I like Igor and Nett, but man, the Rangers looked leaky yesterday in that third period. Now they're back to back on the road that Alberta back to back is always pretty miserable. Um, you know, that top line for the flames, their prices kind of haven't moved at all. And they've been pretty good. So fully correlated on the power play. I don't like really stacking against Igor, but you know, it's 10 gamer, um, And if you're making 150 you definitely have to have Calgary 1 in the mix. I don't think they're going to be super chalky, um, but that's something that I'm going to look to do. Rangers side, you know, these prices on the Rangers are just taking me out on them. Um, I'm probably going to be pretty light on the Rangers tonight. Maybe I'll have a little bit of Mika and Kreider or, you know, Strom and Panarin, but the prices are just too much. I, I actually don't mind dipping to the third line if you need, you know, a cheap two-man. Philip Heedle has looked pretty good. You can get him in with Sammy Blay for some power play, too. For 5700 you could do worse for 5700 But, really, I'm probably going to be very light on the Rangers outside of Igor. And I like Flames 1.
2: Yeah, I agree pretty much with everything he said. One thing, I, I'll i probably have Mika Zibanejad in my power play's article right up today for this reason is that Calgary, I think their weakest line is that backland Pitlick Coleman line. And that's the line of is probably going to see a lot of here tonight. Um, so I, I think, you know, there's going to be no ownership on the Rangers. They're going to be very low. Sing- they're going to be low single digits. I think it makes a lot of sense to get some, you know, if you're playing 150, if you're playing 20 max or something like that, it makes a lot of sense to get some Zibane Jack Crider uh, maybe even throw Goodrow If you want to lower the average price per player, but I think Zibanejad, Kreider, especially where you get that power play exposure. I'm and just.
0: Oh, sorry. I'm just gonna say like Zibanejad is very streaky. When he starts scoring goals, they come in bunches. So.
2: Yeah, and and I think it's just a low low owned spot in a, in what is a better matchup than I think people might realize, just because they're going against that Coleman line that hasn't been super great this year. Uh, but yeah, otherwise I agree with you. Calgary one uh, is my favorite line out of this game. But Igor is my favorite play. He's my favorite play on one of the, on the entire slate. Like Calgary is generating a lot of shots. And a lot of shots against a great goalie at a cheap price on the road is exactly what we're looking for in DFS. All right. Um, before we get out of here, we only have five minutes left and a, and a couple of games uh, to get through. I see over 50 people watching. Uh, I see only 20 thumbs up. Give us a thumbs up if you could. Click that subscribe button. Uh, I'm sure you guys will appreciate all the shows that we have uh, coming up and click that notification to get notified when those shows come up. And we do have a lot of shows coming up. We have NBA strategy with EMAC and Gundacker coming up after us. They're going to be followed by the college live before lock. They're going to be followed by the NFL show at one Eastern with Greg and Neil followed by another NFL show presented by prize picks. And then later today we have MMA and all our NBA stuff, Deeper Dive and Live Before Lock. So we are going to be around, it looks like for her, the next 11 hours or, or 10 hours doing uh, DFS content. So stay tuned to Osmo. Lots of stuff coming up. Uh, doesn't matter the sport that you're playing. All right, two games left. Let's get to the first one of them. Seattle, 3.2 implied goal total. They're going into Arizona. The Yotes have a 2.5 implied goal total. Uh, we talked about Seattle quite a bit the last time they were out, how about how they might be turning their season around a little bit. I'm absolutely going to be having that Schwartzberg Schwartzberg Schwartz Wenberg, Donskoy line in my mix today. And in my power plays article, they're my favorite line out of this game. What do you like, Josh
0: is Schwartzberg your dentist?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Schwartzberg. Like, yeah, actually Schwartzberg and Feinstein are my lawyers.
0: (laughs) Uh, can we Josh Stack the Kraken the tonight? Like, on a 10 gamer, that's probably not the best strategy, but like, if this was a short slate, oh, baby, I would be, be considering Josh Stacking. But Jaden Schwartz, Wenberg, Donskoy, love them. Uh, Yanni Gord, Cali Yarncrock, two men, love it. Even that third line, Donato, Geeky, Eberle, love it. Yotes back to back.
2: They're a team. So, i I made the mistake of betting on them yesterday oh look at that price
0: well no but like like the ducks shouldn't be minus 190 against anyone in the nhl but holy cow did the yotes look awful yesterday so yeah i i love seattle one seattle three the two-minute gourd crock. seattle one my favorite line uh but there is just a lot to like up and down on the coyote side not much there for me. If you want a two man Kessel Yaskin in a, if you're making 150, you can have a little bit other than that, like maybe I'll stick to Chickering on the blue line or, you know, our boy Dyson Mayo keeps getting the bonus. But other than that, I'm pretty much out on the coyotes.
2: Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned Kessel Yaskin. Like I said it yesterday, they are the only two shooting on the team. And that remains true. Um, you know, at least they're a break even possession possession line that is actually shooting. That's that's more than basically every other Arizona line could say. Uh, but yeah, I'm on Seattle one. I love the schwartz wenberg donskoy line. Still cheap. I imagine they're going to carry some ownership uh, because of the Seattle total, but it doesn't matter to me. Um, perfectly correlated on the power play. Uh, stick them with uh, Vince Dunn because Arizona's penalty kill has been just god-awful this year. So yeah, Seattle one for me. I do like Chickard on the blue line for Arizona. Um, I'm going to like, I'm going to be I'm going to keep playing him. Like the offense has to come at some point. Um, that's about (laughs) it for me. Yeah. Does it it really? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Um, all right. We got one last game to get to, uh, New Jersey devils 2.6 implied goal total going into San Jose. The sharks have a 3.0 implied goal total. Um, we don't know sharks are going to have some new lines because they sent William Eklund back to Sweden. Uh, so Eklund's out Timo Myers out and they're missing one other winger. So they're, they're oh Vander Kane, obviously suspension. So that's three left wingers out of the lineup. I think Rudolph Balsters is going to at least get top six, if not top line minutes tonight. So I like him as a one-off um, New Jersey devils, their entire second line, Zaka Mercer, Uh, and Alexander Holtz uh, playing together at five-on-five and on the power play last night uh, for the Devils. 2.6 implied total. They played last night. People might not be up-to-date on that line. Could be a decent sneaky spot for that trio.
0: Yeah, the Sharks are a mess. So back-to-back on the road, big slate, normally not a spot that I'd want to go after. But, yeah, I like – the top six for the Devils tonight, especially that second line with Holtz, because he's still min-priced, getting top power play minutes. People may not know who he is yet, so that second line is going to be in play for me. On the Shark side, I, I have to see their lines. I don't mind a hurdle one-off, but full stacking is probably out of the question for me.
2: Yeah, I, we just don't know what San Jose's lines are going to look like, so for now, I'll agree with you. Hurdle one-off uh, is just fine. All right, we got to get out of here, Josh. I'm going to ask you for your favorite goalie and your hat trick pick uh, for this slate. I'm going to my favorite goalie. I don't think it'll be any surprise. I imagine it's going to be the same one as you, Igor Shosturkin. And I'm going very safe with my hat trick pick here today, Nathan MacKinnon.
0: Uh, Igor for me as well, and I'm going to pluck one of my sons, and I'm going to say Junis Donskoy.
2: There we go. He got a Junis Donskoy hat trick last year. Maybe he'll get another Junis Donskoy hat trick here tonight. I'm going to take Nathan McKinnon for my hat trick pick, but we're going to get out of here. Uh, Make sure if you want to uh, get a little bit bit of uh, NBA strategy, we got that coming up right after us. But for producer Tyler, for Josh, we'll be back on Tuesday. This is Michael Clifford saying good luck tonight, everybody.
1: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com.
0: It's my little escape.
1: Now Judy's the life of the party.
0: Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon.
1: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy